Welcome to The Creative Cast. I'm your host, Andrew. Today's guest is Andrew Vaughan. He is a photographer, videographer from Brisbane, Queensland. In this episode, we speak about his early introduction to photography, tour experiences, his processes for music videos, things not to do as creative, and more. I hope you enjoy. Episode four podcast. Andrew, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Keen to be here. How you been? What's uh, what's Brisbane been like lately? Yeah, same old at the moment, man. I think the same as everyone else. Hey, eh? it's uh, pretty quiet and all, but uh, keeping going, you know, keep on going. Are you, are you working like full time or anything like that, or is it just um, just like just, photography, photography stuff? Yeah, just photo video stuff now at the moment. So. I guess that's full time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what's, um, what's Brisbane been like, you know, COVID wise compared to like, obviously here in Melbourne, it's a bit more stricter, but I guess what's it been like in Brisbane since, I guess, when was the last show you shot? Was it like March or? Oh man. Yeah. Probably March, February time. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the last show. I mean, uh, noticeably I'd say apart from, uh, like apart from obviously the scene and music and entertainment industry kind of going a bit under, um, apart from that, not a lot, a lot, a lot else has been very noticeable. Yeah. Like it, uh, yeah, everything is kind of business as usual, but it's obviously just got this like kind of COVID glazing over the top of it, which is like <laughs> an extra sort of level of precautions that you have to take, I guess. Yeah. Is that kind of been like when you've had to do shoots, I guess, when we, when you were able to, is it a lot like masks up, safe distance and all that jazz? Yeah. Yeah. I go just, yeah. Take record, take the usual precautions. But, uh, I mean, there's been no, I haven't really been shooting any shows or anything for a long time. It's been other projects, you know, videos and other promotional sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Following on from that, how did you kind of get started in like photography, videography? Like where did that kind of inspiration start to kind of, begin oh man uh yeah actually uh prior to this i have thought about it a little bit um kind of realized it's a bit of a goes back a fair way hey yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah and no, getting into photography i guess um i've probably got my old man to thank for that uh my parent oh yeah my dad especially um he was he was the first person i think to kind of let me use a camera and um yeah take photos but it was it was, not, it was way before i even listened to music or anything like that it was way before any of that i think i was probably about 10 or 11 yeah um uh me and my family like every year we're from the uk originally um we uh used to go overseas a lot and um yeah uh, my dad was a pretty passionate photographer like he loved wildlife photography and things like that um yeah and he, uh, I think it was, yeah, when I was 10 or 11, we, we had a trip to South Africa mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I think my, I think what was it? He, he, um, he, he just bought a new camera for this trip, especially for this trip. And so because of that, he, uh, let me use his old camera for the holiday. Yeah. And I think it was like, it was, it was like an Olympus, um, compact camera or something i think it wasn't anything very special mm-hmm. but um yeah i was on the i think that was that's the first time i can remember actually like using a camera properly and taking wildlife photos and is i don't think it exists anymore but there's the one photo from that trip that i think i can remember it's a photo of an elephant um 
sort of like lifting its uh its um trunk up and like we were wearing like an open top jeep and it's uh just making noise at us yelling at us this baby elephant <laughs> oh, God. it's it's a pretty like terrible photo uh because i obviously had no concept of what i was doing but uh it was just the fact that it was like I think my dad gave me a lot of praise for it. It was like the reaction. I just like spun right in time as we drove past this elephant. And yeah, that's the first time I can remember actually getting into photos. And then I think my first actual own camera I got was when I was like 15, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, my dad, he uh, took me to buy one, bought me like a bunch of uh, lenses. It was a Sony DSLR, one of the really old ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember the model number, but um. Yeah, and that was when I I took photos, but I was just taking landscapes and pictures of friends and things like that. It was nothing crazy. Um, and I think I did that for maybe I, I didn't hold on to it for long at that point, um, maybe a year or two. Yeah. And then uh, a few years later, my family moved back to the UK, and um, I think I came back to Australia, and then I I met a few people. Who I, who I started to get to know a few people by chance. I think it was somewhere where I was getting tattooed or something. Um, met a couple of people who worked there and they were involved in the music scene. And then I sort of got entangled in that and they, they asked me to come to shows. I decided to get a camera again. And um, then I put the camera to use at the shows. And that's kind of where I had my beginnings, I guess. Yeah. And was yeah. that kind of, um, um, was that just like local show kind of thing? Or was it just like any bigger shows at that point? Or was it just like going to local all ages kind of stuff? Um, it was a lot of local stuff at that point. Yeah. Um, still, ver- it, it was at that point, it was kind of just an excuse to kind of make friends, mm-hmm. um, meeting new people and yeah, going to these shows. Um, yeah. Well, it was, so I think the first, I think it's, it was Jeremy Rutledge. Uh, he, he was in a band. He's a good friend of mine. He was in a band called Initiate Jericho. I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're not a band anymore. Um, but yeah, he, he was, he, I, yeah, I met him at the place where I used to get tattooed and he was the guy who invited me to the shows first off and just got me in for free and I'd take a couple of pics and just uh, just for free and I was just practicing my skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was a sh- I was shooting on a Canon 70D, I think oh, it yeah. was. That's what I was shooting on first. Um, yeah, and I was just doing that for a long time, and I did it more and more, and I started to get to know more people. Um, then uh, I moved. I, that's what I got. I got a um, Canon 5D Mark III. Yep, I have one of those. Yeah, that was a good camera. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I had one of those, and um, that's when I started getting a little bit more serious into it. started kind of at that point i think when i once i got that i started to realize that i was i met a lot of friends and a lot of new people and started to get a little bit of appreciation for the photos and stuff yeah people were sort of hitting me up without knowing me and stuff which is when i started getting the inkling i was like all right this is kind of going somewhere you know it's uh, at least i can sort of do it (laughs) i can take a half decent photo obviously Mm -hmm. um and then yeah i got that canon 5d and that, that's when I started like proactively sort of meeting new people. Yeah. Trying to get in contact with new people offering, still kind of offering a lot of free services at that point, I think. Um, or, and then maybe just started charging a little bit for people. I think uh, a lot of the time I was hitting up people. I didn't know offering them a free shoot. 
um, at the show or something. And then if they were happy, they'd usually ask me to come back out. And that's when I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that seemed to work. It was sort of ni- a nice incentive for people. They were just like, all right, well, you know, it's like a harmless tester to see how he goes. Mm-hmm. And it was a good excuse for me to just go to more shows. Um, yeah. I used to live in the Sunshine Coast uh, when I first got into photos um, in at shows. And then um, I eventually moved to Brisbane and that made it a lot more. That's when things started to get a lot busier for me because I had the ability to just go to shows pretty easily. I would just look at what's going on at the local venues and just hit up every band on the list, essentially just send out bulk emails or messages. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just had to put yourself out there. Eh? Um, yeah. So I, I did that for a while, I, for a couple of years, probably. Yeah. And then, um, so I started making some really close friends um like i said the guys in initiate jericho i used to work with them quite a bit um they were really good friends of mine or are good friends of mine um it's like bands like joy in motion and stuff here from brizzy i still work with them to this day I actually just dropped a, a video another video i've done for them i did watch that one good the other day. it was really good really good video. yeah it was oh thanks man uh fun fact about that actually is uh i that's the second video i've done for that song um <laughs> yeah so when i first started getting into video when i before i even got my latest camera that i use now the sony a7 yeah. i was still in the 5d um i reached out to joint motion and asked if we could do a video i just charged um i just did it on the cheap i don't know what i charged but um it was the same concept mm-hmm. essentially but it was jake the singer and i was doing the same sort of filming on a gimbal as he was singing the song um, and it was cool. Like, I mean, for one of my first videos, I, I was pretty happy with it. I thought I did a pretty decent job, yeah. but obviously my skills at the time and the camera and everything limited <laughs> it quite a bit. So, um, they obviously only recently have just released it. So when I heard that they were looking at releasing it soon, I hit them up and I was like, you got to let me do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like, I'm happy with, I like the video, but at the same time, like I want, I would love to do it better. So we ended up doing it again and got, um, Ben in, who's the dancer in the video to uh, do the, the dancing is pretty crazy dancer. He did all that improv in that video. Oh really? So it wasn't bad at all. Wow. Yeah. We just kind of teed it up, said, we'll, we'll meet at this bridge, the story bridge here in Brisbane. I'll bring the light. I'll bring the camera and stuff and the gimbal. And we just kind of had a brief chat about the kind of vibe of the song, the emotions and things like that. And he just winged it. Yeah. Was it like the first take that you used or was it like a couple of times you ran over and went the best one? We'll use that. I think it might've been like the fourth take we used. I think we probably did about, we did about six takes. Um, and the fourth one was the one we used, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause there was a few like sort of moments in there where we wanted him to be at a certain distance or do a certain thing. Um, so we were just trying to pick the one that matched that, what we wanted the boat, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of it, yeah, he was just doing it on the fly. It was crazy. So he's a pretty incredible dancer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, really nice guy too. A real nice guy. So probably uh, if I uh, require something like what he did there in the future, I'd probably absolutely hit him up again. <laughs> just be like, yeah, cool. Can you do what you did then and just do it again? Again. <laughs> it was too good. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And see, so, yeah, I was doing back to the uh, the story. Uh, yeah, I was doing photos. It shows for a few years doing some promotional photos, promos and other sorts of things. Um, but kind of while I was doing that, 
even even a few years before while I was growing up, I actually when I when I first ditched photography when I was like fifteen, sixteen, um, I got into like digital art and stuff like that and graphic design and mm-hmm. matte painting and things like that. That was what I was really heavily into. And at one point, probably when I was like seventeen, maybe eighteen years old, I um was pretty certain that that was gonna be what I was gonna do. Yeah. I was pretty I was pretty had my eyes set. I was like, yep, I wanna be doing graphic design and artwork and things like that. Um, and then I kind of just got back into photos again and I still do some graphic design work to this day and other things like that, you know, so I do a lot of, uh, media sort of stuff, sometimes mm-hmm. like, uh, cover artwork and things like that. I'll do all kinds of things like that when I need yeah. to, but, um, yeah, at one point I was so focused on that and then photography was kind of the side thing, mm-hmm. but then the photography started kicking off. So I kind of made the choice to focus on the photos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. And then I got, I got pretty, you know, like I said, I met a lot of good people, a lot of good friends, got opportunities to tour quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, did a lot of Australian tours. Um, and then I got really lucky and got the opportunity to tour Europe. That was probably the, like the kicker. That was probably the what part where I was like, okay. uh, it was a night in Texas. That's right. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that like ages and ages ago. I remember seeing you yeah. talk about that. It was a few, yeah, a few years back now Two maybe two, maybe three, three years ago, maybe mm-hmm. can't quite remember, but um, yeah, I got lucky with that. And um, 30 days over in Europe, nonstop. I think it was like 28 shows in 30 days. Oh, that would so be um, horrid. yeah, yeah, it was intense. Man, it was, um, <laughs> It was insane. It was fun. Yeah, it was intense. Like I always was working, basically working or sleeping yeah. was kind of the the trade off. But um, ah oh, man, it was probably one of the coolest experiences ever. You know, I got to meet so many cool people. Uh, I've made so many good friends now in Europe, and um, yeah, it's that's definitely that was definitely uh one of those peak moments where you really look at it and you're like, okay, this is, this is, I enjoy this so much. And it's like, this is exactly what I wanted. Uh, I I can definitely see this being something I want to do forever, you know? Yeah. yeah, So that, that was, that was an awesome experience. And I think for a long time, when I came back off that tour, I was sort of riding, riding like a high off that. Yeah, I, I was yeah, I was definitely looking for more at that point. And luckily because, you know, obviously the one of the benefits to doing something like that, po- I was posting on a daily basis. It was for a big tour with a lot of big bands and uh, you know, um that was it got me a lot of a little bit more publicity and so I had people when I came back reaching out to me and got a lot more opportunities from that which was sick. Yeah. Um yeah, and that's probably around the same time that I started like dabbling in video. Um, mostly just like highlight videos and little like tour reels and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I started dabbling in that and I knew, I think it was at first, it was a more of a um, bit of a business decision more so than like uh, the passion, but it was more like if I want to do this full time, I should probably look at getting more into video and get like broadening my skill set. Um, and then as I did it more and more, I started to kind of fall in love with it. And then I was kind of aching for bigger projects and (laughs) started doing music videos and things like that. And yeah, that kind of, 
short story that kind of leads through to this year where I've just almost solely been focusing on videos. Yeah, because pretty much that's all you can really do at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty can do much. a lot more than what I can do here. But um, no, it's like it's so sick that you're able to still be able to put more focus in on that video aspect. And go, mm. cool, well, since I've still got the time, there's no gigs. I can absolutely focus like a hundred percent of my time on this. Like it's such like a good idea to have. Like that's when when I started doing video, I just got told by a friend who was just like, "Oh, I'm doing photography and I also do video," and I was just like, "That's a really good idea to." give it a go and I ended up just jumping mm. in the deep end, did a video my with some friends and I was like, okay, this is pretty fucking fun. I can probably do more of this. And it just yeah. kept going. And I was like, okay, well it's good to have someone who can do both because it just brought up so many more like opportunities that you can mm. just get from someone else and be like, oh cool, we can do photos. Oh yeah, I'll do a recap or I'll do a live video or I'll do this as well. And then mm. like, cool, we can have extra stuff for one person. Like we don't need to hire another person or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when, it, especially with uh, like touring and stuff, you know, it makes you so much more appealing for touring. Cause they're, they're just like, all right, we only have to take one guy with us and he can do the whole thing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's definitely one of the, like the benefits of that. And just, I, I don't know. I, I think doing videos, I feel these days more so than photo doing video. I feel way more creatively fulfilled and satisfied you know, these bigger projects, which, which I invest a lot more of my time in mm-hmm. rather than it just being a shoot day and an edit day. It's more like I'm planning for weeks, shooting for a few days, and then I'm pla- like editing for, yeah, weeks. for weeks. It's like, yeah. it's, they're much bigger and they're like definitely bring a lot more stress. Um, but at the same time, it's just so satisfying by the time you finish it. Yeah. It's so worth it in the end. Once you were just like, cool, final render, final version, here you go, done. It's out in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's it. It's like, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Clients happy. That's all you care about. Um, mm. In regards to video, like what was, um, what was kind of like your process in terms of like creating videos when a band comes to you or a client comes to you, like how do you kind of start the process of like music videos and or recaps or anything like that? Like what's your kind of thought process when you start? Um, currently I, I, I like to, um, I guess it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing, but I, I feel like I'm a little bit controlling sometimes mm-hmm. with videos. I It's more so when it comes to planning, I like to have like both my hands on the wheel and I'm yeah. really methodical and clinical about the whole thing. And uh, I like to know everything that's going to happen and all the little nuances and stuff. So I'm uh, my planning process is usually someone comes to me with, they might have an idea, they might not have an idea, but whatever they give me, Um, I usually take that idea, that concept, get the music, listen to the music. And I usually, one of the first things I do is just sit down, headphones in, and I just listen to that song on repeat. And if they've got any accompanying material or concepts and ideas, I'm reading that at the same time. And I'm just like seeing what visuals come to my head. Mm -hmm. Could be colors, could be sort of imagery or anything like that. Um, Yeah. And I spend a long time visualizing and just seeing what comes to mind. Um, and then eventually when I've got some sort of idea, I'll draw up uh, a quick treatment for them. Um, just a brief document to say, this is what I think my, this is what my idea is. It might be taking their concept and might not be, I might be, I'm pretty honest about it. Like if I think someone gives me a pretty uh, subpar idea, I'll be like, this just isn't going to work. You need something else. Mm-hmm. And you have to um, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like you want them at the end of the, it's like a lot of people, especially if they're not involved in the visually creative industries, like um, 
they don't have the same exact grammar. Like they might think they, they can imagine something in their head, but they, they don't know that it actually won't translate to a visual medium yeah, the same way. Yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, I usually present them with a treatment that gives them a brief outline of my concepts and usually accompanies with like a mood board or something to say, this is where my inspirations are coming from, like other videos or photos, etc. cetera. Um, and then I see if they go for it. Um, and if they go for it, it's perfect. Then I can get into a more hardcore sort of planning phase, outline all the extras details and things with them. Um, and I also like to have a lot of face-to-face time prior to the shoot. Um, you know, they come to be with a concept and a lot of bands, you know, they might expect someone to, uh, give them their ideas, plan the shoot and then meet up on the day and just begin. Mm-hmm. I like to at least one or two nights, you know, go out for a, some food or a drink or something and just chat and just uh, hang out especially especially if i don't know the band it's definitely yeah. more of a requirement i'm like all right let's meet up let's see how we gel let's see how our personalities because that's a big thing a part of it too you know it's um it's not well just together. that the idea exactly it's a big product of it you know if uh you know you might have a great idea but if on the day you're not cooperating as you should yeah. um that can not that can be a big well impact together on. or something like that like someone's got a bad Ex- attitude or something like that and you're like oh, i can't work with this person or i can't like, <laughs> yeah exactly like potential or something like that yeah exactly and it's a vice versa thing like it could be me at the end of the day that might not i might clash with someone else uh yeah it's always a possibility um so you want to also get make sure all of that's smooth before you really start getting into the planning um and then at that point i just put my head down in the work and just start planning ideas, sending off other treatments or other brief ideas to the band or whoever I'm working with. Um, and yeah, it's just a gradual process. And we start depending on what we need to find venues, uh, extra equipment, extras, actors and things, whatever we need. It's just a process of kind of going through that, um, working with the band's budgets and stuff. And um, eventually just coming to a point where we're happy with, the general idea of this video and then yeah we organize the days and we shoot and get it done and um you know i'm, I'm pretty like i said i'm pretty uh, clinical when it comes to that sort of stuff so i have a very not a not a super tight schedule but um a lot of things you always got to be prepared for things to change on the day like you get oh, there and you're like you're always like, oh, this shot actually doesn't work. Let's do something else. Or if you have a new idea or, you know, or things can always happen. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so you've got to be prepared for that. But I'm very, I have like a you know, basic timeline that I run by on the shoot day. And yeah, we just go from it from there. And then after that's all said and done, it's time to edit. <laughs> and do however long that takes in the process you know sometimes it could take yeah days, weeks like depending on how busy you are anyway do you kind of like prioritize videos like when you're like if you've already shot a video and you're in the process of editing it and another band wants to work with you at the same time and be like hey look you want you to shoot this video like this weekend but you have already just like finished this video and you have to have that video finished by that weekend like do you try to prioritize stuff as well um yeah yeah for sure like currently i haven't really had an experience where i have to swap videos and their priorities around Mm -hmm. so i'm lucky so far but i have had some pretty tight months sometimes where i've had multiple videos being shot um but like i said luckily um i the the bands i worked with they're not on like a massive time crunch they're like yeah it's all cool you take your time and get it done so that's always pretty good um Yes, I haven't had anything really crazy. I have had a few occasions where 
think I had one uh, probably a month or two back. I had this band last minute. They had a, a videographer pull out of a shoot, and they were. It was a live playthrough of an EP for a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were doing a whole fifteen to twenty minute set of music, um, and they wanted the whole thing filmed, and um, they wanted it finished by I think this was on a Sunday and they wanted it finished by the Thursday. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Yeah, it was and I had other shoots amongst that as well. I was like I have to get it done because um they had because it was being released. It was being aired I think on the Saturday or the Friday. Mm-hmm. Um and I had other shoots that week as well. So it was chaotic as. But um yeah luckily being like the type of playthrough that it was it wasn't effect and cut intensive it was a lot of like just straight cuts really um one point to another very seamlessly very easily that you can just go yeah cool cut here yeah we'll go cut here and yeah but it was um it was a good experience to be honest because it was one it's one of those times where you you get a challenge and when you finish the challenge you sort of realize that you kind of learned something you're like okay now I understand that I can make this happen in this amount of time if I need to. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good guides for the future and you know, your workflow. Um, but yeah, I've been lucky so far with projects to not have any clash too much to the point where I'm kind of stuck for who I'm going to work on or what I'm going to work on. Yeah. So that's, it's yeah, pretty lucky so far. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too work intensive where you have to be like, look guys, I can't do any other work. Like just let me finish this one project and then I'll get back to you and let you know when I can actually help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I think a lot of the people that I've worked with have been very understanding and very um, supportive of the whole, uh, the whole concept and the whole video as a whole. Like, um, yeah, I, I think, um, so far everyone's been pretty trusting in me. Like, like I said, I'm very thorough with everything I do and I keep everybody in the loop. So the guy, the people in the band, they usually have a very uh, broad understanding of what the video is, where it's going to go. So when they're all on the same page and when they, when they feel that they aren't being left in the dark about anything, um, I feel they're pretty trusting. They're like, yeah, we, we trust that you're going to get this done correctly. And then no one really pushes me to get anything rushed because they're like, we understand that it takes time. I think it's when you start when you start ignoring bands or when you start uh, trying to pretend like you're doing it faster than you really are. They start going, you know, when are you going to get this done, man? <laughs> I really need this by you yesterday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please hurry up. Um, but like I haven't had that anything like that either. Like I've, I think the only one I've had was we um, I did a shoot during ISO and it was just like a very basic thing. But we had a uh, they were like, all right, cool. We want to kind of bring it out on this on this day. And it was absolutely fun. Like I, I made it work, but it was all of a sudden like we had, they'd organized the day and they've gone, cool, we're going to post it. And I was just kind of like, oh crap, I didn't even say yes. Like, oh crap, I didn't say. Yeah. Oh. Like, right, cool. I guess I have to do it. It was absolutely fine. Like no, no stress on my back, but I was like, oh crap, I got to get this done. <laughs> very basic shoot. Like just like, I think like four shots of each um, band member. And then like it's sprinkled with, with um, fan footage of like people singing a song to them and it was mm. just like very easy to cut between and make cross sections and all this jazz but it was just trying to get like okay cool i don't need to freak out it's fine it's nothing too work intensive it's just like i gotta focus on this and get it done but yeah it, yeah. All, it all worked out in the end but i've yeah never had anything that's super like hard intense where i'm like crap i need to get this done now or else like we're mm. yeah i think it was definitely um something 
some occasions in the earlier days when I first got into video and I really didn't understand what I was doing at that point. I was just sort of playing and experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I hadn't got this like workflow down pat yet. So when I had projects, I was probably taking a lot of time. Like and it was me, it was me trying to make it work and trying to figure my way around the software and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there was definitely some like projects where I took so long to finish them in in the beginning. Yeah. Now it's now it's like I can get a project filmed and edited to at least like the first draft within a couple of weeks. You know, so yeah, and that's usually good. the case. That's that's pretty good. Like getting it out, at least getting a draft out. That's what I've been doing. Um, most of the time now is like, I just do a really rough, rough as hell draft of like, yep, yeah, cool. This is what it is. Give me all the feedback you want. Um, tell me what you like, dislike, tell me what you want me to add and where you don't want me to add things, see what's perfect, what's not. And it's a bit of a, yeah, just a seesaw kind of effect of like, cool, let's see what works here. Okay, cool. That doesn't work. We'll, we'll change it to this. We'll change it to that. Like as long as you can kind of anticipate what works and works works and doesn't work to you like i think that makes the process so much easier yeah yeah definitely i think honesty is probably like the biggest key it's um just yeah like i said every if everybody's on the same page usually usually everybody's pretty happy if they know exactly what's happening mm-hmm. um yeah it's when it's when people are left in the dark that they just start asking questions and they start getting upset so yeah, I always, yeah. Like, oh God, what's happening to our video? What have you done? And then you're like, oh, yeah. Fine on, they go, oh, I don't like any of it. And you're like, oh shit, oh crap, I'm so sorry. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing. Like, uh, you know, you get your first draft, but I'm, I'm pretty, um, pretty frequent with like updates on the draft as well. It's like, what do you think of this small thing? What do you think of this small thing? Mm-hmm. You know, just try and get it. It depends how, um, yeah, how confident I am about the concept or. You know, if I got like a really clear vision for it, I guess. But yeah, no, I love doing it though. It's so much fun. It's probably some of the most fun I've had in a while, like creatively. Mm-hmm. It's actually funny. Um, you, you, um, you did that one of those videos for Capital Affair. Hey, it was in. Um, yeah. Um, Tom's garage. Yeah, in Tom's garage. Yeah, that was. So, yeah. That was such a weird kind of point because like I'd, I'd only I hadn't heard of them until I was going with shorelines to Sydney and all of a sudden um I think the bassist hit me up Ricky and he was just like hey look do you want to shoot a music video with us and I was just like oh yeah cool then uh, let's do it and he's like oh cool well you're coming to Sydney anyway like um we'll chat then and we chat a little bit there and then they're like oh cool we'll 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 fly into Sydney and do all this and it was like my first time ever really like going interstate to shoot to like film something so it was yeah weird and getting going to his place i'm like oh what are we doing it's like oh we're just doing my garage we've got all these fairy lights and everything i was like fuck this actually looks really good like this is a really good yeah. idea like it was just a, something super basic and then all of a sudden like seeing like you you do one for them as well like a couple months later i was like fuck yeah this is sick like this is like straight away saying like comparing from like mine to yours it was like cool nothing like com- nothing's the same nothing's um mm. Like it's all like you can tell when straight away it's like, yep, that's yours. Like that's your work. That's gone. Mm. That's my work. And it was interesting just to have that experience of like, cool, going interstate to shoot something. Cause it was just unheard of where I'm like, I didn't think it would never, ever happen ever again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, the, the clip I did for them was in the, in the garage too. Oh, was it? It was in the same garage. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought you did in like some sort of shooting and you just got all the sheets up on 
in your shoe, and I was just like, oh, that looks really cool. I didn't realize it was still in Tom's garage. That garage is bloody huge, by the way. That is to, yeah, it is. Yeah, they had it like partitioned with this like curtain along the half of it, and then we filmed at the back end of it. Yeah. And yeah, such a nice house. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it's insane. A great house. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to um, Tom's house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a that was fun. It was the same for me. That was the first time I've been flown interstate for a video as well. How did they um? How did they kind uh, of find you? Like, what was the process of them contacting you? Um. Okay. It was. I was on on a tour with, with Awaken I Am, um, I the Mighty, and Homefront. Yep. Um. Yeah, I did that tour, and then on the Sydney date, um, Capital Affair were one of the supports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I th- it was um, Brooke, you know, Brooke Harley. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, I think she was supposed to shoot them, but she, for some reason didn't, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and so she linked me up, asked if I wanted to do it. And I was like, well, yeah, may as well. I'm in Sydney, I got all my gear, so let's do it. Um, so yeah, I took some pics for them. They obviously really liked them. And, um, I think yeah, I think they got into contact with me or we, or we were briefly talking about it, suggested it. And they were like, yeah, all right, let's do a video. And then we went from there. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I love those guys. They're such good dudes. Oh yeah. Best dudes. They were so fun to work with. Just like, it was just like the most easiest experience. Cause I was like freaking out on the crap. I'm flying to Sydney. Like I have to shoot this in a day. Yeah. Cause we, we had like a, we had a actual phone conversation like a few weeks before before I left for the tour because we just wanted to have like a chat about it and find out what we wanted to do. Um, and that was like the best idea just to have that conversation. I think we were, the whole plan was like, I think we were going to do something. Uh, I think we were going to do something outside or we were going to rent somewhere and do this. Um, we weren't going to do a, a band performance. We were going to do some sort of story performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then like over the next few weeks, it just like, we kept because they were going to come down to Melbourne and we were going to do it in Melbourne because they were going to support something. And then the whole actual show just like it got canceled. There was no show anyway. Like it was just like out of control and they're like, Oh, Hey, cool. We'll just um, have you come to Sydney and we'll just shoot in the garage. I'm like, all right, fine. Like really hope the garage is really good. And then uh, yeah. I, was like, I was like, cool. What are we using for lights? And then they're just like, Oh, we're just going to use all those fairy lights. I'm like, Oh, that actually looks really fucking good. Okay. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. That. It was just like completely, trying to plan it on the day and get it all done. Like it was just like a bit hectic, but at least we, we got it all done. I think we shot it within like probably like three hours, I think. Cause I had to fly home. Yeah, true. I think I had to fly home. I got in at like 10 and I think I flew, flew out at like six ish. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I flew straight back home and then just went straight home. It was um, a very quick process. It was like trying to get in, get out and get it done. Like I think we did. And then we spent like an hour, maybe two hours, just like shooting photos, going to have lunch just because we were like, Oh cool. We'll just, we're done. Like we don't need to stress. Like we thought it would take like six hours and it took three. Like, cool. We can just relax. Mm. Yeah. True. That's, that's a uh, pretty quick, that's a quick yeah. shoot. Yeah. I, I think I've had a few of those, but yeah, not, not too many. <laughs> mm. I think when I did it for them, I flew in the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, I stayed with Jared and, um, then we set up at Tom's really early in the morning. I think I got them pr- the day I, like before I arrived, um, I got them to buy all the, p- the painter sheet th- sort of things and set them all up. So we were ready to go on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, we got that, we started early and I think we didn't finish until like maybe 
nine o'clock or something. So we, we, we did like a, got a full day out of it at least. Yeah. But it was more just, it was, I think at that point it was more just like getting everything we could and just overshooting pretty much just to make sure because I was like, once I go home, if I haven't got the footage I need, I'm screwed. So yeah, let's like just can't really keep... do anything unless someone has a camera that's the exact same kind of sit and is like, cool, you can film this exact same thing. Doing yeah. The same way. Exactly. So yeah, we were just like, let's just get everything we can. And then, Oh, actually funny story about that. So on the, um, on the morning after, so I was flying out the morning after the day of the shoot and Jared was taking me to the airport. Um, I think we were running a little late on time or no, we were just running really tight to be honest. Um, and as we approached Sydney airport, we were getting, we were cutting it really close. I think, um, it was probably at this point it was, we were close to the airport, but it was about 20 minutes till check-in closes. Ooh, cutting it real close. Yeah. Um, so we were, it's taken us forever to get there and we were driving up and I was, I had my uh, my phone open with the maps on there and I hadn't really thought about it, but I, I think I just put in Sydney airport and didn't even, I was just tired and we were just in a rush. Didn't even consider, you know, different terminals or anything at Sydney. So it was taking us to, I think the international terminal. Oh no! Um, so we were, we were driving up this road for so long and all of a sudden we're like, why is there a sign pointing back that way for the domestic terminal? Uh, it was just, yeah. So we had to do a, um, a quick UE and get back. But I think honestly, I probably had like less than five minutes till the check-in closed at that point by the time I got in. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was crazy. Uh, I was very worried, <laughs> but luckily, yeah, it was like, luckily we got in just in time. But Yeah. That was that was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, that's, yeah, not what you want to have when you're like, oh, I need to go home, and I really don't want to pay for another flight and get home faster or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh At that god. point, you're so tired, you just like, I just want to go home and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you're you're just like, I'm done for the day. Just let me go home. Let me rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's been like your favorite kind of, I guess, photo video wise? Like, what's been your favorite kind of shoot or even? Um, favorite kind of experience you've had like doing photos and videos hmm. um, whether it's like shooting photos of, like a big band or doing a video music video that you're like fuck I love this process from beginning to end hmm. yeah that's that's a difficult one <laughs> that's yeah um, there's, a few, there's a few there's a few like standout things I guess um, one was um, when Slaves came over to tour Australia with Awaken I Am and was that with Johnny remember. or after with Johnny or after it, after it was when they had when they it was the tour that they got Matt McAndrew on for yeah. singing um, yeah they asked me to they were um, recording a song while they were in Australia with Jimmy um, from Awaken mm-hmm. and um yeah, they asked me to come along and do a little like a uh, studio documentary for the song because uh, they hadn't really properly introduced Matt yet and they wanted this to be sort of Matt's in the band, making new music, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I got to spend a weekend with them and hang out with those guys. And to be honest, like that was probably, even though obviously I wasn't recording any music, I was just filming. That was probably one of my first real experiences in like a, a proper intensive studio and seeing how 
the gears kind of move and you know songs of that sort of caliber for bands like that are made so that was pretty awesome that was and they were really lovely people as well and i still talk to a couple of them now um prior to covid i was um i was supposed to be going on a trip to the u.s to vegas mm-hmm. um to go to a wedding um and I was planning on making the most of the trip and seeing if I could jump on any, cause I know a few people over there, new few bands. So I was like seeing if I could jump on any tours or shows, meet a few new people and stuff. And I was talking to those guys and you know, we were trying to tease some stuff up, but then COVID hit obviously. So that put everything on the back burner. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, that was cool. That was a cool experience. The real lovely guys there. Um, probably one of the other ones was that uh, European tour I did. That was that was so much fun. Um, specific shows, I would say, uh, would be like Summer Blast. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Summer Blast? Yeah, it was Summer Blast Festival. What am I? I got the lanyard right here, so I know, I'll see what it was called. It was Summer Blast. Um, yeah, they played Summer Blast, and um, that was an awesome festival. That was in Germany, in Trier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was such a fun time. Like so many cool bands in there that I'd never seen before or any only heard of, you know, that kind of deal where you finally you get to see bands. You're like, Holy shit. I've listened to these guys for years. Like you see the caliber, uh, it's like all the way up here. You're like, wow, this is why they're headlining these kind of festivals. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, there's a few bands there that Australian bands that were playing that I'd never seen in Australia before. So that was the, it was the first time I'd actually ever seen North Lane live was in uh, really? Pierre. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the first time I'd ever seen D's Nuts live was there as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, funnily enough, the first time I see some Australian bands is in Europe. Um, yeah, I met a lot of really cool people there. So, uh, most of the tour that we did, the uh, band was playing, like, it was the Night in Texas, it was their headliner tour. So, I was basically, I had to get prepped and I had to be ready to shoot at the end of every night. So I couldn't have too much fun and party too much or anything because I had the responsibility of having to be on that late. Um, so that, that was cool. It was fun, but obviously just like, I didn't like, didn't, wasn't able to have too much fun. Um, but then at summer blast a night in Texas were on relatively early in the day. I think like around the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I got to put the camera down and actually go around meet some new people and stuff and get chatting and, yeah, I made so many friends there. Um, a few different people who, a few different bands and um, a few different people who work for those bands. So I still talk to now, which is really cool. And it's just nice to, that I still keep in contact with all of these people. And it's, if I ever need anything or if I'm ever hope, planning on doing something overseas again, you know, I've got these contacts, which can help me out in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was cool. That was really fun. They had a wild a wild after party for that festival <laughs> that was incredible oh <laughs> yeah um but i remember that was i think we had a driver for that tour and we had to leave i can't remember what the date was after that but we had to leave that town where summer blast was at about 5 a.m mm-hmm. to drive to the next town oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that i didn't even it's just i was like all right let's just champion on through the night and then we'll sleep in the van <laughs> so that was that was that was rough that was i i yeah uh, i'm i'm not a big partier and like big drinker or anything like that but that it was one of those occasions where you're like i gotta have some fun and then yeah the next day i'm just like oh i regret this <laughs> <laughs> too much fun too much fun <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, that was a good time. That was awesome. That tour in general was pretty incredible. Um, like I said, got so many friends from that that I know now to this day. Um, another one, actually, another good time was probably the, the tour I did here with Awaken I Am, I the Mighty and Homefront. Mm-hmm. That was so much fun. Um, yeah, that was a great time. Um, made like I was pretty close to the home front guys and I knew the Awaken I Am guys a little mm-hmm. bit as well. And then obviously for that tour, I was introduced to the I the Mighty guys. So I was doing photo video for all three of those bands through that tour. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering whether you just did, um, just did home front. And then by the time you got on the tour, you were just doing everyone. Cause I decided seeing your photos from every single show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he's doing everyone now. <laughs> yeah. We, we managed like, uh, they all just decided they wanted to go with me. So that was a pretty fun, it was like pretty obviously intensive again, just being so busy, but it was good work. Like I was, I had, that was a, that was a good, that was a good week and a half or so we were on that tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was, that was really fun. I enjoyed that tour so much. Um, like I'm very close with a lot of the awakened guys now and home front. I love those guys to death. I'm all those guys. I'm such good friends with. And I, cause I was, I was traveling around with home front for that tour so like we just bonded a lot i think at that point yeah um yeah and it's still very close very close to some of them now on their like uh respective projects and things that they're doing now i think Nav, uh, um messaged me the other day like when i was talking about doing the podcast he was like hey man if you ever need any help with like any audio editing like you know i know it'd probably be really basic but i just send it my way i'll edit it for you and i was like that's fucking sick like that was just out of nowhere and i was like cool that's a friend that i met you know on tour and it's like cool i have got that contact that i can just you know pass off something if i ever went shit i got no time for this i'll just let someone else do it or something like that it was just kind of cool to have that little bit of connection somewhere else yeah yeah well nav actually um uh, like it's it's very on like the uh there's nothing being talked about it right now but me and never um we're currently working on something mm-hmm. a project so a musical project um yeah i can't really say anything about it's been in the works for like probably over a year now yeah um yeah and it's it's a it's a carry on like from that because i i obviously was in my band earlier from we uh ended things earlier this year and Mm -hmm. we sort of uh yeah yeah so um most of us are still together um but we're just starting something new now different sound different band etc so yeah, it'll probably see something in maybe about six months' time, I guess, probably. Yeah, I guess when stuff, um, stuff starts to ease up a little bit, you might be able to tease something at least. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Nav, no, I love Nav. He's a good dude. So, But um, yeah, that tour was fun. As, to, as for photos and touring, that's probably, those are some of the best ones I think I've done. Um, and then I'd say for like video projects, some of the funnest experiences... I think one would be um, the clip I did for Headwreck, Good Grief. Yeah. Did that earlier this year, or way earlier in the year. That was probably one of the funnest experiences I've had doing a video because um, at that point, I think my videos prior to doing that video, they were they, I was very happy with them, but um, there was something that clicked, something that changed in my process that once I did that Headwreck clip, I, I felt it was like the sort of the next step, I guess, in, in my sort of work. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I'm very proud of that clip and uh, I love the guys in the band. And But not only that, they were extremely cooperative, extremely helpful for the shoot and the preparations. You know, they had everything I needed from them. They just, they were immediately on it, which was really good. So it made the day so smooth and so much fun. We were able to have a good laugh while working. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was really good. So that was definitely one of my funnest shoots. Um, and then, yeah, I've done one. One recently came out for a band, Frail Mind from here in Brizzy. Yep. That was, that was a really fun shoot. Real good dudes. And I'm really, I love that video a lot. I was, that was another one where I'm like, okay, I feel like I've hit another small milestone. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually really looking at some stuff I'm planning for the future now. Some yeah. future shoots that I've got coming up. There's one that I begin to shoot next week, but we've got a couple of days um, in a few weeks' time as well to do other scenes from it and stuff. And it's probably one of my most ambitious things I've filmed <laughs> so far. Ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I can't say too much about it and I can't say who it's for. No, it's but right. it's, um, <laughs> but it's, it's very on the down low with them. But um, it's, it's pretty much an entire narrative video um but it's very it's me kind of stepping into a style that i've been very interested in for a long time mm-hmm. um but i just haven't i've obviously been trying to find my feet with sort of what i've been doing for a while um yeah it's it's kind of me i think i'm like indulging my inner sort of cinephile mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know i'm a massive movie fan and when it comes to cinematography and stuff like that um you know, I'm a big fan of old, very colorful, um, filmic sort of vibes and things like that. You know, something that's quite popular nowadays. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to channel that sort of, and try something, try a lot of things completely different. And there's a few things in there that, uh, you know, certain things that I want to happen on set, uh, which I'm, I've done a bit of research in on how to do them, but I may not know the exact industry standard way, but I'm just like, I'm just going to figure my own way to do this, you know? Yeah, just try the, um, uh, try the other steps. I'm like, okay, cool. If I can't do this exactly the way that they would do it, let's see if I can do it in a more, I guess like maybe even a cost-effective way or something where it's like, cool, I can use this with my abilities very easily, but don't have to put yeah. into it or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, and luckily the uh, the band I'm working with they've been so trusting with this. So they originally came to me with um, another idea, a much simpler idea. Um, and these guys are very good friends of mine. I've been wanting to work with them on a project like this for so long. Um, so thankful that they finally chose me. Um, and uh, I I listened to the song, awesome song. It's it's I'm so keen for it to actually like see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them straight up, I was like, one, I obviously want to do a big project <laughs> for this, but two, uh, this song's too good. It's like, you need to, we need to do more for this clip. We can't just do something small. Let's uh, go out. And I, I gave them this uh, big concept of mine. We developed it over many weeks, um, constantly going back and forth with ideas. And at this point, they're just like, yeah, we fully trust your vision and we're super keen to work with you. And yeah, so I, this, like I said, it's going to be one of my most ambitious projects ever involving multiple days of shooting and stuff over different locations. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm actually very, I think it's, if, if it goes how I expect it to go, it's probably going <laughs> to like, I'm probably going to be extremely proud of this clip. And I think it'll, um, it'll probably set like a, a, a new precedent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it will put my, hope, hopefully put my name on the map more and you know, it's only, only goes up from there. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like it, yeah. as long as you shoot for the stars, I guess you, you know, can't do really any wrong if you're at least that yeah. proud of it. As long as you're proud of it, really, I don't think it really matters too much of like anyone else's opinions. As long as you're like, cool, this is my thing. Like this is the thing I've done 
that put the hours into like no one else is going to understand like what i've put into for this to make it my own and make it you know yeah yeah a lot of people yeah don't really realize how much how many hours how much planning and preparation Mm. goes into these things it's uh yeah it's when you look back at it it's insane like you just you just look at it like really that was how much went into this but i mean that's kind of the price you pay i guess with creative stuff yeah exactly like you're gonna take the time and effort like when i do videos it's i I think the one video that kind of like changed my whole like perspective of like okay i'm not just shooting like little videos here and there i think it was a video i did uh god i can't remember how long ago it was but we um there were like friends i'd shot in bands like when I first started and I just like, I'd shot for them a few times and they were doing like a full kind of group project where it was like um, most of the members from one band, but without the vocalist pretty much. And they were just doing a new band and they were like, cool, we're going to do a shoot in this barn. We've got this, um, like one of their family friends had like their auntie's, it was like an auntie's property. It was huge. And they're like, they've got this barn that's just like not being used for anything. And they've got this old dilapidated house that's just sitting next to a lake they're like, we want to go shooting it. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. And we, and luckily one of the guys who works with them, who was like their manager, he was, um, he does a lot of um, like tour managing. He does a lot of um, lighting rigs and all like extensive, like backstage stuff. And he was like, cool, I'm bringing like all these lights from um, my work. Like we're just going to use all these lights. And I was like, oh shit, really? He's like, yeah, I'm bringing a generator. I'm bringing this. I'm bringing all these lights for us to use and set up and you can do whatever. And like, he was bringing in all this ideas and going like, Hey, we should do this. I'm like, yeah, cool. We'll just do that. And as soon as I did like the first shot, it was like, this is going to be nuts. Like this first shot yeah. I showed them and they were all like giddy and stoked. They're just like, this is insane. Like this looks sick. There was smoke. There was like, it was really gritty and, they're just like super happy with everything. They're just like, cool, we're just going to keep going, flow with it. And like, and that, I think that video um, it was for a band called Invertebrate and it was like their first like single. And it was just like nuts. I was like so happy with it. So intrigued of like doing more. I was like, cool, we're going to do another video. They're like, yeah, we're going to do two more videos with you later because like we yeah. this first one so much. It's like, cool. Awesome. This is like the benchmark. Awesome. And like when I put it out, I was so proud of it. It was like, I didn't think I'd gone like that hard into it. And then, yeah, showing off. And I think I edited most of it on my own. I think I had like a little bit towards the end of their help, just because they were like, oh, we don't quite like this one little scene. But most of it was all just like my guessing and my ability. And yeah, it was like the best thing I've ever done. Like it was Mm. just like, it just looked good. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy with this. I can't be disappointed with how this looks. Like the song was good. It just worked perfectly. Mm. that has to be probably one of the best feelings is when you look at a product that you've done and you know that it's like that it's uh it's better than something you've done before and you know you've like reached a new level or done a new thing yeah like, yeah that has to be probably one of the best feelings because it's like that it's a clear sign that there's some some progression going on mm-hmm. um yeah definitely gotta love those feelings like that's what i live for man I'm chasing that feeling. <laughs> yeah, like I've only had like, it a few times, but yeah, even I did a video for, do you know Blacklist? Yeah, yeah. I did a video for there for their, um, on like their second EP. They were like, hey, look, we um, we need someone to shoot a video. Like we want to shoot a video for this first single that's coming out. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'll come out and do it. And we shot in there. They had like a small like rehearsal space, pretty much like maybe like the size of my room here. Um, and they taped half of it with garbage bags or garbage um like black tops and everything and then put strip LEDs from one side to another, just two colors. And that's it. That's all they used. 
and they're just like, oh, I don't know if this is going to look any good. Like, it's not going to look all right. Like, I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll just, fuck it, we'll just do it. And we um, shot it kind of like in a way where they, the band didn't want their faces to be seen very much. Like, it was like a very like abstract of like, cool, you can just see them, you know, singing and playing guitar and playing drums. There's only three of them. Hmm. Um, and we ended up like shooting the whole thing. We were all stoked on it. And then I had the vocalist. It was like the first... I think it was like the second time that I had like an actual band member come over and start like editing with me. And um, we sat in, uh, where we go? We sat in my lounge room, just, um, just editing, just editing the, for about, I think we edited from like 12 o'clock to about eight. And we just like sat there editing and just picking everything um, and getting every single bit like perfect. Like I'd done a full mm. rough cut and I said, cool, we're just going to go through it and smash it out. We smashed it out in that time. And it was just like, it came out, it looked fucking amazing. The colors worked really well. Even like the strip lighting, like was just perfectly fine. Like we were just worrying for no reason. It was definitely another video that just like stepped up and I was like, yeah, this just looks good. Even though it looks super basic, like just this, how it was set up. It's, but it just worked so well. And I was super mm. proud of it. So, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes like the simplest ideas or even think like, uh, like you said, like the garbage bags and the walls and windows and stuff, like sometimes just being so practical with something like uh, using just whatever's convenient at the time, you know, sometimes it produces like the best effects. Yeah. You know? it, just, it just worked. Cause I think it was like the garbage bags made the light, which was just purple and blue. It just made it like spread across the whole room and just did mm, weird reflections yeah. and it just looked really interesting. We're like, okay, this is actually kind of sick. This was a good idea. Like, yeah. Didn't think it was going to work, but luckily it did. We just had to switch people around and work with like a small, small space really. Yeah. Yeah. It's good though. It's good to put lim limitations on yourself like that as well. We think projects like that, like kind of makes you come up with new ideas and, um, kind of yeah just i don't know puts your skills to the test i guess at the end of the day when you um when you don't have everything like handed to you you know like yeah i think it's i think that's uh something that especially like people like you and me who are you know are, are, haven't been doing uh video work for 10 15 years something that a lot of people like us deal with where we have to make ends meet and just make do with what's at our what's available but i think that kind of creates that's how you get like the new unique content and unique ideas yeah something that's you know? like sort of unplanned and sort of not the the usual not the standard in filming really when you don't see like big venues and big lights and everything's like cool i can just make this in my bedroom for like nothing like and make it work and make it look pretty high value and high quality really mm, yeah yeah exactly um, yeah, I'll kind of end on a few couple of things and then we'll uh, finish it up. But um, is there anything you've um, learnt the hard way, like starting out as a photographer, videographer? Was there anything that you learnt in the beginning that you were like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. And like nowadays you look back on it being like, I'm glad that I know how to do that now without, you know, faulting really? Um, uh, yeah, that's it. there's a few things, a few, th few things that I've probably taken to heart now with um, photo and video work, which have definitely uh, like part of my kind of core, uh, I guess like values or something that I, I you know, work by now. Mm -hmm. So probably the easiest one that I think everyone's experienced, like you'll know exactly about like things fail, things go wrong when you're, especially with like live photography and you yeah. don't always have the, uh, sometimes you don't have the option to go fix it. Like, say a flash dies or something like a wireless flash on stage or yeah. like something goes wrong. Like you got to kind of learn to roll with it and 
make it work however you can. There's always, I think there's, you've got to learn like to ways around it. Um, you're like, all right, cool. This venue's got no lighting and my flashes are not triggering or something. So you're like, okay, now how are we going to do this? Let's, I can either go two ways. I can either completely give up or I can figure out a new, a weird like artsy way to make these photos usable. Like you just kind of work with what you got. So I think that's one that I think, I don't think there's ever any end to that. I think you'll consistently, you'll do it forever and you'll always get these obstacles which have to change things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think that's something you just learn to live with. Um, that's definitely something that I think yeah, everyone knows about. It's, it just happens. And at the end of the day, it's most of the time, it's just no one's fault. It's just, so you don't, I don't think, one thing you got to be, like I said, just honest. You just got to be honest with people and um, just be willing to let them know exactly what's going on. So you know, when it comes to stuff like that, just roll with it, let it happen and figure out ways around it. You just got to be resourceful. Um, and the other thing probably is, being absolutely it's hard when you're starting out figuring out your value and like Mm -hmm. what you're worth and what to charge and if to charge etc um and i don't think there's any like clear-cut way there's no there's no beginner's price there's no expert's price there's no there's no how good you have to be or how bad you have to be to give out a freebie or something like i don't think there's any guidelines to it it all Mm -hmm. depends on the person how invested they are in the work um what their life is like you know there might be people out there who uh might only be getting into photography but they don't have any other sort of source of income like i it it might affect the performance it might affect it might affect the interest in their work but they're i don't think it's anybody's right to make that person feel bad for charging when they when other people might not in the same position or vice versa you know i think um i think you've got you have to be absolutely confident and not let it slide with your with your value as a creator um i think you're perfectly within your right to tell anyone that this is what i think i should earn for this that's what they're with they're completely within their right to say yes or no but that's when you start to like reevaluate and that's when you sort of get a better picture but um what i'm trying to say is just uh you want to be confident enough that you don't let people take you for a ride <laughs> yeah don't let them use you because <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like there's, uh, you know, the in the uh, industry, especially in the alternative scene, um, mostly as a whole, everybody's usually very nice, very respectful, and they understand that everyone, musicians, create other creatives, are all on this some sort of grind, and they're trying to make ends meet. So usually everyone's quite respectful, and I haven't, to be honest, I haven't had very many issues in the time that I've been doing it. Yeah, same, but yeah. you always get a few bad eggs that will uh, try and take that. Um, take everything they can from someone and give as little as possible. Um, and I think we, you know, I know I have anyway, been in situations in the past where I have let things slide and I have been like, Oh yeah, you know, I kind of just want this, want to do this, but as well, I want to have, I want to, you know, make something off it, but I've let it slide sometimes and done it for free or done it for way under what it should have been. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and you can't you kind of beat yourself up about it a little bit afterwards i think you're like i should have i should have stuck to my stuck uh stuck stick to my guns you know um but um yeah it's definitely something you learn over time and now i kind of learned that i don't really compromise much on that anymore you yeah. know i know what i can do yeah exactly so and if someone thinks that's not good enough then that's their choice and i'm not going to hold it against them like you know, you should never be angry at someone for not wanting to pay something. But um, 
you should just it's just an agreement at the end of the day mm. and whether you can come to agreement or not that's that's the case i guess yeah like with when i kind of like started charging i was super just like i don't didn't know how much to charge didn't know where to where to go with it because i was i was working a casual job anyway so i was making enough money anyway to not like be like oh shit i have to charge heaps and i remember shooting for free and i remember going to a gig and i had another photographer from walk up and just go what are you um why are you shooting for free and i was like oh just just because like i don't really need the money right now like i'm just shooting because i'm getting experience and they're just like oh well you yeah, know you shouldn't shoot for free because other people uh have they're trying to make a living through this and i'm just like well that's not my fault that's <laughs> like i can't help that like that's just yeah. me being me like and it's just like cool it's someone might you know thing is i think i knew where they were coming from it's like someone could take me uh for charging nothing where they could take someone else who could do the same, maybe even better and charge a bit more. And that was like where it came from. I was like, I could understand that. And I'm just like, nowadays just kind of going, okay, cool. I know how much I'm worth. I know where I'm, where I'm meant to be and how I'm meant to charge. And sometimes I've always been, I've been as lenient as I can with like certain bands, like some bands who are just like, Hey, look, no, we don't have the money to do this because we spent it all on budget and all this jazz. And I go, yep, that's fine. We can work out something where, will make each other happy but yeah it's like yeah definitely knowing your worth and knowing how much you mm. should um doing it but i guess yeah you'd have to probably take into an account like not charging like thousands and thousands of dollars for like here's i'm just gonna take some photos of you it's like no it's not it's not that much <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's actually something i didn't even think about hey it was other creatives as well yeah. that's 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 something that i've experienced too and it's it's such a weird thing it gets me hey like uh over, over, across the board, I'd, I'd say pretty much most creatives I've interacted with, especially photographers, videographers, have all been pretty awesome. And I'm very good friends with a lot of people, yeah. um, especially everyone's on this sort of same, they understand each other, they know what it's like. So yeah, everyone's pretty sweet at the end of the day. But um, yeah, there are there are a few I think I've encountered where they say something along the lines to what you're doing and they they believe it's some sort of competition and um yeah they get very they get very um annoyed at things like that and i'm like well it's kind of ridiculous for them to make those sorts of arguments like what are you 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 were doing freebies at that point because you wanted to get the experience you wanted to get the foot in the door yeah it's like what do they expect you to like if that's your choice to do that and that worked for you uh, it got you contacts it got you meeting people it got you working and got you to where you are today so like I mean, it's you're perfectly within your right to do that, and for someone to get upset about that, it's yeah. That's, and it was literally. That's I think the, it was within the first like, I think it was like within the first like year and a bit, maybe I think like a year and a half, and it was just because I was just shooting and I was just asking pretty much like any promoter I could, like, hey, can I come and shoot? Like, is it okay? They're like, yeah, sure, we'll put you on the door, or like, hey, I'll let you come in if you just buy a ticket. And it's like, yeah, cool, that's fine. I'll buy a ticket and I can bring my camera in. It's like, no stress. Yeah. And then being like, cool, I'll just get experience. I'll shoot. Like there's no issues with me shooting. And there's 20 other photographers like Melbourne. When I saw there was like so many photographers at every show and it was so hard to like, not feel like, Oh crap, maybe I'm not, maybe I should be paying. Cause like I'm doing this for free, but it's just like, cool. It's like, there's like 20 other people doing the exact same thing. I am at the exact same time. Yeah. I shouldn't worry too much. It was just like, yeah, it was like a weird thing just back in the day, but it was only, when I really first started that it happened and I was just like, okay. And then once I started getting paid, I just didn't care at all. <laughs> just like, yeah, cool. yeah, I get paid now. That's fine. 
I, th- I think a lot of people as well, uh, they say things like that where they're like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be doing it for free because you're taking income from people who do it, who won't do it for a living. It's like, I look at those people, I'm like, I, I know almost for a fact that if you were in that same situation, you would do it. Like, it's, yes. it, it's, it's, it's only when it's affecting them that they're getting yeah. upset about it. It's and like it's, it's a opportunity. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Like no matter what. Like if it's something that's like okay, cool, they're gonna get me to shoot a show, but I don't like the band or I don't like a supporting band or something like that. It's like cool. No, I'm just gonna take the opportunity. Like I may as well just take it. Like mm. I'm not gonna get another chance. Like cool, they'll give it to someone else later. Like I've had that times where I've just had to say no because I I just couldn't justify doing it for free or I just couldn't. yeah couldn't do it i was like no it's like it's not going to work out but then you know they get someone else and they either pay them or they don't it's like cool that's fine like i'm not fast like i've had heaps of times where i've just not gotten a not taken a gig because of payments like it's not any bad habit or any i guess any kind of slide against anyone it's just like cool it's just it happens like i have to make yeah. a living somehow and at times i did and at times i didn't <laughs> yeah well like pre pre-covid uh, you know opportunities were a plenty like oh, there's there so, many there's so yeah it, there's so much going and literally the i think at the end of the day the only barrier between those opportunities and you is just you reaching out and just asking for them and engaging with people yeah. you know I, I feel like the most valuable thing i've found doing this sort of work is the ability to be social and get to know people like that is that is probably what has got me work 95 percent of the time yeah, it's yeah. just being able to just have a go have a chat to someone and get to know someone and then they're more inclined to work with you it's not other photographers or videographers stealing your work or anything they're, they're not roadblocks at the end of the day no exactly so, like, the amount of times i've had um where i've gone to shoot a gig for a band and i've gone into like the green room or like the backstage areas just like setting up the cameras and then having a band member go oh you're shooting the show could you shoot us how much Mm, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah sure it's like hey cool like i'll do it for cheaper because or i'll do it for the same price um just because it's just out of nowhere and it's like cool i'm already even paid by these guys but it's like cool, no i'll do i'll do the same price and they're like yeah cool we'll do that that's fine that's mm. works like the amount of times i've had that happen where it's just been one after the other like straight away it's like cool i can shoot all these bands or i've cold cold uh cold emailed them and said like hey look i'm doing the show do you know if you need anything? They go, no, we're all good. And it's like, cool, that's fine. Don't need to worry about that. Like it's, you know, if they go, oh yeah, we've already got someone else. It's like, yeah, cool. That's fine. I don't care. I'll still shoot you anyway. But <laughs> it's like, yeah, use, yeah. That for, use that for later, really. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever, um, have you ever had any, um, obviously don't, don't name any names, but um, <laughs> have you ever had any times where, no, like uh, you had any experiences where you've had like, I guess negative experiences with other creatives in the industry. Uh, probably not. I don't think I've had really any negative stuff with other creators that I can think of. Like mm. I haven't had any like discussions with other friends or anything like that. Um, I've only seen other like points where I'm just like, fuck, like why? Like I'm trying not to name names, but like, it's so hard. Yeah. Not to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like I'm, tr- I'm trying to be like ambiguous as possible, but I was at a gig. We were in the photo pit. Someone came into the photo pit, tried to jump on stage and then jumped off with a camera. And it was very awkward. And like, we were all just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Cause it was just something you don't do. Yeah. Um, and we ended up talking like afterwards and it was like perfectly fine. Like I understood exactly where it was coming from. It was just like, he just didn't know. Um, 
and he like apologized which was super like nice like I didn't expect an apology I wasn't like hurt like other people were like other people were really like hurt and I was like it's it's okay you just you just being a bit silly and you just got a bit over overcome <laughs> yeah. like, like, okay that's fine but I've yeah I've never really had anything like negative like I'm trying to think if I have but yeah not that I can think of I've I've had pretty easy um pretty easy times I don't think I've had, yeah, I can't think of anything negative that's, like, bad. What about you? Um, nothing too crazy. But I've definitely had a few times where, like, things have happened that have made me look at other some certain creatives in a different light. Mm-hmm. Um, one, it just got me thinking. That was all that was um, one particular one where I had one who... Um, someone who something just never do it because it, it, no one should ever do it because one, it doesn't make you look good. And two, it's just a, it's just a bad, nasty thing to do to someone. But um, I had a creative um, go to a band, was talking to a band that I had worked a lot with and we were planning on, this was a long time ago, but we were planning on doing a music video together and um, they in conversation mentioned to him and then he immediately to try and get another foot in the door to get more work was like, don't go with him. You should go with me. His work's bad, et cetera, et cetera. Ooh. Like saying a lot of really like, Ooh. like, yeah, it is I'm more, more for criticism, more for like constructive criticism and stuff. Like that. But the, the way it was told back to me was that it was just quite like trying to just tread on me and just, um, yeah, make push them. You out of the limelight. Yeah. So he could get his foot in the door. Um, yeah, that, that that was definitely something that stood out. And I was just looking at that. And at the end, like the band that he talked to, they looked at it the same way I did. It's like, why would you go to that length to say that about someone? Because it didn't change their minds on how him at the end of the day, like they didn't want to work with him because of it. Yeah, they're just like, no, <laughs> they just made him have look... that attitude on set. No, we're good, thanks. Yeah. yeah, it just made him look bad. So um, yeah, it's a funny situation, but uh yeah, that's that's one. Th- if if that's one thing for anyone aspiring to get into it, like wants to do, um, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, be, just be kind. There's so much work out there, and people are so willing to cooperate and work together. And there's so there's so many more amazing things you can do with other creatives rather than trying to work against them. Yeah, exactly. I feel. Yeah, you know, like look at something like this, for example. You've started this as like a, a sort of place to discuss and set up a dialogue between creatives in the industry and stuff. That's like an example of people working together to create cool things versus um, trying to just talk someone down and yeah, just reputation destruction and stuff like that. It's just, it's, yeah. yeah. It's not, not the best place to be. And like, yeah, that's kind of like why I wanted to do this. It was just like a, because we got into stage four, it was like, it was on my mind. And I was always like, nah, I hate my voice. I hate, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to do it like no nah, it's gonna suck, and then just starting it um, like I only started play like yeah like three weeks ago and really just jumping into it it's just like been interesting and plus having like knowing a lot of photographers and videographers like around Australia and also in like America and Europe and being like okay I want I don't think anyone's gonna be interested it might be like a few people and then like thirty forty people have like said like yeah we want to fucking do it we'll talk um, so good and then having like more so getting uh like musicians now so i've got like a bunch of musicians i want to talk to and then trying to go i've got like a list of people that i want to who haven't you know obviously didn't ask or anything like that but asking them to jump on like there's a bunch of people i want to really talk to and 
see their side of things, um, especially in different kind of scenes. Like I've had someone from Melbourne, had someone from New South Wales, I've got you from Brisbane now. It's like, I like having that kind of spread of different areas to see what, mm. what exactly is it like. And um, yeah, it's been interesting, been interesting having a chat and learning about all this different sides to creatives and yeah, like it's so interesting to hear like different stories and different um, ideologies about creating and how you process everything. It's yeah, it's been super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, I can imagine like it's kind of, um, you know, it's uh, I think when you start, when you, when you start doing photo and video work, for example, and you start breaking out of your local area and that's, you know, you start touring and you start meeting new people it's, I think it's a similar feeling that like you just start to get this like better, broader picture of like how this industry works and how many people are involved and just how much like hard work and creativity goes into it across the board. And yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to know that you're a part of this huge sort of ecosystem of people that are all feeling the same or all uh, sometimes suffering the same, you know, with COVID and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, I guess a little bit like bonding as well, you know? Yeah. And like I That's from- had a um, friend the, on Thursday night and we just, and I thought it was just going to be just a like very basic chat, just like something normal. Um, just cause I've been super like anxious about it all. And we just started chatting for like an hour and a half, like almost two hours just talking. And it was just mm. like, it flowed completely well. And we were just talking about all different gig stories and music videos and everything. We were just like going through this whole, like whole thing. And I was kind of like, shit, probably gonna do another episode at some point because we could just keep talking for like three more hours it was just like nuts and having those conversations like having this conversation with you it's like things just flow so much easier now Mm. you know now that i know how to do this but um yeah being able to reach out and have a broad spectrum of like cool i know photographers i know videographers i know musicians i know audio engineers i know artists i know digital artists it's like it just kind of broadens it bigger and bigger and bigger realizing like oh shit i actually know a fuck ton of people <laughs> yeah and this is when you when you sort of look into the field of creatives or creative industries you sort of realize how many like different jobs and different professions that actually encapsulates like you know it's yeah like you just said you just listed off a bunch of them where it's like oh there's actually that many people involved in different ways there's so many different takes that you can get from people you know yeah and that's yeah that's definitely the plan for like the next um I guess the next few weeks I'm trying to do at least like two a week and then post them out every one, like once a week. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just a very interesting process. Who, um, who's kind of like inspiring you at the moment? Like who, I guess locally or internationally, who's kind of like inspiring you to keep creating? Um, hmm. Yeah, that's I'm trying to think. Um, I'd say currently my inspirations are more, um, in like the film industry right now, like the mm-hmm. movie uh, cinema industries. Um, I'm, like I said, like, uh, you know, s- sort of where my video work is currently. One thing that I'm trying out with some future shoots and future projects is I want to move into a more um, cinematography focused field of um, film. Like I, I want to, like I love effects and I love all the crazy stuff that I've been doing in a lot of my recent videos, but I want to get into some more nuanced, more 
yeah, I, I'm like I said, I'm very inspired by um, directors and other cinematographers and stuff yep. of some of like the some of the some more current movies, some older movies, but um, where there's just incredible cinematography, and that's where I'm drawing a lot of my ideas and my inspiration from now, versus um, in the actual industry I work in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely where where a lot of it's coming from at the moment. I'm very inspired by like um, uh, a lot of a lot of the directors. <laughs> a lot of people would probably say this, but currently I've been so into a lot of like you know like A twenty four movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the creatives like Ari Aster and stuff. Oh my god, they are doing some crazy stuff in the world of cinema. I reckon like it's oh, just insane. some of their stuff is it's really such, good. Yeah, it's um. And there's just so many ideas and so many new ways of doing it. Like once I started looking, um, you know, I've, I've, everyone watches movies. and But once I started thinking of it about in a different light, in a creative sense, and started having like an appreciation for that, and I started, uh, you know, reverse engineering how things were done and thinking about certain things. Um, yeah, you just get this newfound sense of appreciation for it. And you're just like, that is like literal groundbreaking work sometimes in some of these movies. Um, and oh, I'm trying to think of some awesome ones that I've watched recently that I think are like some of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen. Watched um, a while back. I watched Moonlight. Have you ever seen Moonlight? I've heard of that one. And that one, that win, what a couple of awards, didn't it? One best picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that is an incredible movie. That is amazing. Uh, like I said, Ari Aster's recent works, like Midsommar and Hereditary, obviously. Night, I was like, I've got to give this a go. I was like at work and I'm like, I'm just going to give this a go and listen to it and um, watch it and see what it's like. And God, it's just yeah, it is. And it looks so good. It's an, yeah. It's an experience. And it's just, uh, so yeah, it, just watching these movies, you just kind of start to try and, like I said, reverse engineer them. And that's, that's, uh, that's um, the field, like the film field that I'm really interested in right now and where a lot of my ideas get drawn from, uh, which is really cool. So yeah, cinema, cinema. I, I can mean, I could talk about cinema for a million years <laughs> at the moment. I'm so heavily engrossed into it. And it's like, most of what I do is either like planning video projects and things like that, or I'm just watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> just catalogs and catalogs of movies um other than that i think no one person specifically that's um inspiring me but it's what's what's been really cool about covid is like there's been kind of a bright side of it you know it's been it's obviously been very a massive blow to the industry and people's livelihoods and but it's been awesome to see people kind of making it work yeah you know, in some way or another, or finding something cool to do instead, or, you know, like you obviously got this podcast, it's a, just some sort of new creative outlet or watching bands, for example, find, do the whole, the whole movement of live stream playthroughs yeah, and things like, like that. Came doing a full live stream of their, like, yeah. they did their whole set, which was quite weird. I've been watching that the other day and I was like, bands are, like, there's so many bands that I'm just like subscribed to on Twitch with, they're just, playing music or they're just gaming or whatever. It's like so many people are just like online now. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, there's a lot of bands, uh, in Australia that are just doing some crazy stuff to like get through the, the storm kind of just get through it, you know? And, um, there's like one specific, actually, you know, um, uh, like headstrong, mm-hmm. um, uh, Brooke obviously uh, love Brooke and um, she do, obviously involved in the creative industry of the photos and videos as well and I've been talking to her seeing what they've been doing and her and the band have been doing to um, 
get through it as well. What they've been creating behind the scenes and things, doing stuff like that. You know, they released that video recently. So yeah, everyone's, yeah, exactly. And, and everyone's been getting really resourceful, which is awesome. I, lo- I love seeing that. Like no one's, no one's just sitting down and going, all right, no, we're just going to do nothing for the next year and wait till it blows over. Everyone's like, all right, what's like a different way we can tackle this problem and do something like, and it's, I think at the end of the day, not only is it keeping these bands alive and keeping interest, um, I think it's also going to pave the way for like a new movement of content. So after COVID's over, I think live stream playthroughs and anything else that bands have been doing to sort of get through, they're not going to go away. No, I think they're, they're going to go in between tours and in between albums and in between recording. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're just going to, um, like, oh yeah, we'll just live stream ourselves in, in the, in the studio recording a new song. Like you can hear whatever will answer questions or we'll, um, do a playthrough of a song on guitar or something. Yeah. Like that. It's like, they'll find a way to like keep it going. Like it, it's definitely an industry that I don't know. Like I wasn't much of a Twitch person. I like, it wasn't much of like watching live streams, but like even um, one of my, one of my friends, Michelle, she's uh, been in the industry for God knows how long. Um, She does a lot of hip hop and like work and photography and geography wise, or mostly photo wise, but she's been doing a a Twitch stream for like six months because she just, you know, didn't have any work here in Melbourne. So she ended up doing, she's been doing Twitch for six months and she's made a full following. I've joined up and watched all the streams. It's like, it's crazy that, you know, even like creators like myself could even, you know, do stuff like that online and have kind of a, uh, a social space to talk and talk to other people and edit on stream or something like that. And yeah, and expand at least like trying to keep creative somehow, some way. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah, paving the way for new stuff and it's um, awesome to see. It's it's nice to see that it's this broad community of people are um, just making it work and just doing some cool stuff. It's fun. It's exciting to be honest. Like I'm actually, I think um, it's going to take a long time for once things get back to normal. Um, once like restrictions are completely gone and COVID's more of a thing of the past and the industry starts to try and recover, it's going to take a while for it to get back to the way it was. But I think at the end of the day. It, probably it might be better for it at the end i think it'll come out stronger once it's fully recovered i think the industry will be stronger and we'll start to develop new ways new supports for artists creatives venues businesses all involved in the industry it's going to create new supports and new ways for people to to sort of survive through um the tough times so yeah exactly and hopefully we don't have anything like this again like hopefully it's just like a once in a couple hundred years kind of thing but um yeah fingers fingers crossed man (laughs) yeah it's just like an interesting prospect to be like okay cool like once it gets to that point where we get to see the other side and see where it comes from whether it's because i know we're we're slowly easing up hopefully yeah um and like other places are starting to do shows but with limited capacity it's like they're still trying to make things work and do things in a way that's obviously not normal and not the standard but at least they're trying something to be like no we got to keep it alive somehow and do small yeah. shows with like 50 percent or 20 percent capacity or something like that it's like at least they're um at least they're giving it a go and not kind of giving up and just like yeah sitting back and just being like cool we'll just wait until next year because yeah nothing's going to happen until next year or something like that and just giving up yeah it's a little bit of like a light at the end of the tunnel i guess <laughs> yeah exactly we just have to wait for it to kind of come about and see what happens i guess mm, yeah one day we'll get there <laughs> one day at a time we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll finish there and then we'll be able to fucking 
you know, I'll be able to actually come down to Brisbane and actually like hang out and go somewhere and leave my house for once. Cause I, yeah, just haven't been able to leave my house for once, which would be nice. We'd like to actually yeah. walk outside of five kilometer, you know, area mm. do something other than <sighs> sit home and walk around a park <laughs> yeah i'm so thankful that we here haven't really had to experience that much you know we had the the initial wave um, of covid and we were sort of restricted but it wasn't to the degree of like you just can't leave your house it was more so just uh try not to leave your house too much <laughs> yeah just try to ease so, it <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm very grateful that we uh didn't get hit with the same as you guys because Man, yeah, I feel sorry for some people who are stuck in that and struggling, you know. Yeah, luckily, like, I'm still working from home and doing other stuff, so I've still got some sort of work still, but it's just a, just a hard road to get to the end, really. Mm, yeah, a lot of, like, adapting. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. No, yeah. but cool. I think, I think that's about it for today. I think that's pretty solid for a I think it's over an hour or so, like probably an hour and a half, probably. Yeah. Probably about an hour and a half. Yeah. About, probably about oh, that. Yeah. No, um, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat. Um, what are your socials so people can find you everywhere? Um, so main, mainly for, find most of my work at Instagram. So my Instagram is just Andrew Vaughn, um, V A U G H N underscore. Yeah. Uh, you can find me there. That's pretty much where I post everything. That's a, uh, I'm not huge on socials. So like I have my Facebook and I have Instagram and Instagram's pretty much where I focus all of it. Yeah. Like uh, it's there if people want to see it and that's it. So yeah, mainly find me on there and um, you'll see all that I'm working on any upcoming projects, uh, teasers and things like that. And pretty active on there. So you can always get a hold of me on there. Cool. No worries. And I'll, um, I'll link everything below or in the, in the show notes and all that just so people can, find you and contact you if they need to but yeah no i appreciate you taking the time to chat and talk about yeah thanks yeah thanks for having me on it's kind of a new experience for me too really like being able to actually dive into the whole subject and talk about things that you know i only really think about there's not many people i actually like go into this detail with so um yeah that's yeah no that's what I thought because I was like, yeah, I wanted to talk to people because I don't, yeah, I don't usually talk about this kind of stuff anyway. It's just like I only talk to, you know, my partner, my family really about it. They, they listen, <laughs> but it's just like, cool, talking about yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly what they are, exactly what they, you know, learned and did the same kind of processes that I would have done. But no, it's been awesome. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I hope you, hope you uh, have a good week. Yeah. Thank you, man. Best of luck with the future episodes too. Oh, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. I hope, I hope this is a sick idea. So I hope it kicks off and like you get some really cool, interesting people on. Yeah, I plan to. I think I've got um got a few that I got to hit up who are like super high on my list, who are really important. Mm. Um, but yeah, pretty much just getting all the locals on. But yeah, we'll um, guess we'll just end it there. Easy, man. Thanks very much.